The Florida State Seminoles are a little bit banged up, and how they heal up against Wake Forest will help dictate the rest of the season. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Brian Smith, and thank you very much for making this your first listen each and every day. You can find us wherever you get your podcast for free and on YouTube, part of the awesome Locked On Network, your team every day. Going to talk about some injury news today, how it impacts the game against Wake Forest, how it impacts some games coming up, and quite frankly, the rest of the season. We're going to talk a little bit about the, the schedule with everything that goes on this time of year with injuries, this is when recruiting and depth matter. I'm going to say it about 50 times during this episode. Get ready for it. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about the crazy ACC standings at the end of this. I tried to make sense of it. Maybe you can leave a comment, talk to me about it, whatever whatever it may be. I'm, I'm curious because, quite frankly, it is a topsy-turvy league even more than it normally is, which quite honestly, is saying quite a bit. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, this is a very important stretch. And it's why I talk about recruiting so much. First half of the season, schedules are usually a little wider. You're not into your conferences as much. Depth doesn't matter as much. The script flips in the second half, and we are to that point. The Knowles got five games left, just five, in the second half of their schedule, and it goes like this. They got Wake on the road, Pitt on the road, home to Miami, home to North Alabama. Then they go to the Swamp to play the Gators. Okay, Wake Forest, not that great. They're playing – last week they played their third-string quarterback, but they won against Pitt. It's Again, we'll get to the ACC in the third segment. It's bizarre. But then you go to Pitt, a team that beat the Jesus out of Louisville. You don't know what you're going to get there. Then you have Miami, another team. Who knows what you're going to get? You need to be healthy to go into these matchups because as Florida State showed, even against Duke, a team they should have been ready for from the first go, they weren't. They need to be more healthy than they were. So Norvell's press conference. He talked about Johnny and Destin at receiver. Maybe they're going to play. They looked kind of good on Sunday, this and that, but he just left it open. It was coach speak, which I've said it before and I'll say it again. Even if he said they were definitely going to play, I wouldn't believe coaches, but he didn't even go that far. But he did bring a point up that I want to really emphasize. This is a chance for some other guys to step up. Hakeem Williams, a buddy of mine, a big Knowles fan, said, man, Hakeem looks ready to me. And then they went out and they played well against Duke and he was part of the part of the offense and all that. Hey, you know what? At any point, somebody like that needs to be able to be your key cog, to be the guy. Maybe do span now. I mean, he just took one to the house. Maybe he's the next guy. I don't know. Whichever kid it is, next man up mentality. Everybody talks about that. But if what Norvell said in his coach speak with the press conference. Is true. I, I always look at it negative first because if you get the kids back, it's a bonus. 
The news wasn't what I wanted to hear. They're definitely playing. Other than 100%, they're definitely playing. I don't like it. I'm that guy. You got to prove it to me. They didn't give those kind of vibes in this. They want to see them go through the week of practice too, and I understand. Can they do the normal things? Banged up guys don't normally do that, though. They want to set out part of practices, and in the NFL, a lot of them, they just let them do it. But at the college level, coaches are really stubborn about it. So I'm curious to see also if Norvell and his staff would allow some of those guys to miss part of practice Tuesday and Wednesday, which are usually the biggest days for hitting and all that before you get into the walkthrough on Thursday. And then Friday is just kind of review and meetings. You don't do much at all. You just want them to rest. I'm not sure how Norvell does that, especially like a guy like Johnny, or if it was Keon, if it was Rodney Hill, somebody that's a key contributor that handles the football if they had an injury, especially like a hand injury, you know, ball security, I don't know. But that leads into the biggest point for segment one, and it's still recruiting. Wake Forest is like Duke in one sense. They don't have a lot of depth. They don't have Riley Leonard either, but they don't have a lot of depth. Florida State, even if they come out flat in with these injuries, they should be able to win. You cannot be in a specific spot against Wake Forest, say, middle of the second quarter, where there's even a question at that point in the game. I'm sorry, it's Wake Forest. They didn't come out ready against Duke, which is still mind-boggling. Then they figured it out, and they slaughtered Duke in the second half. You must kill these teams now because you've got to get your star players off the field. You just got to avoid these injuries. That's how it comes down, and that's why depth matters. Get them off the field. Let the younger guys play. Everybody gets fewer reps, but you're also less likely to be tired and get hurt by doing it. Everybody wins that way. Do I think that we're really going to see, shall we say, any kind of change in what Norvell does? Play calling or any of that? No. We don't even know if Mitch Griffiths, the main quarterback for Wake Forest, is going to play, but I doubt that matters. The other kid... There was a third string kid for Wake Forest. Shout out to him, by the way. They won at Pittsburgh in a bizarre fashion. He made a money ball throw with like five seconds left to win the game. But this is a game where Florida State needs to roll. Injuries aside, even if Johnny doesn't play, even if, I mean, on offensive line, they've used eight linemen in the last couple of games, offensive linemen. They're good. Destin Hill, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. I don't think it really matters. Um Let's talk one one more thing. I think this is a game that's going to be an example of Rodney Hill and all the running backs that can make plays to Feely. It doesn't matter which one it is. They've all proven that they can hit the hammer when they have to, and they can take it to the house on a screen pass or a toss sweep or whatever as well. Florida State's running back depth is going to come up big in this game because Duke's depth on defense was better than Wake Forest, and they were better starters anyway, and they still succumb to Florida State's talent. What do you think is going to happen to Wake? Just want to throw that out there. Fourth quarter, Florida State, even when they have backups in, should roll it up pretty good. Uh, Segment two, we're going to talk a little bit more about the win over Duke and how we can expect things to go with Wake Forest and some of the mentality stuff that I've talked about with some games, and I've hinted about it in in segment one. This is something that Florida State's been kind of weird. Syracuse game, if you could bottle that, that from the absolute outset to the end, it would be perfect. Easier said than done, and I and I know that, but, man, Florida State needs to get that mentality back, especially 
going into these next couple of games against ACC opponents that are familiar with them before they play University of Miami. All right. LinkedIn jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Look at it this way. Florida State's coaching hires, their internal athletic department hires, they're going to use tools in many different ways, word of mouth, et cetera. LinkedIn Jobs is perfect for Florida State, though, because they need to streamline and get things done fast. What happens when Florida State loses a coach, he goes to the NFL or whatever? You as fans want to know as soon as possible. LinkedIn Jobs can help the Knowles get to where they need to be and, quite frankly, get the coach they need to help them win, just like anything else. And it could be even somebody in the back office, too, recruiting assistant, etc. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your jobs for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Now, it's interesting. With Florida State, they had the struggles. They had the struggles against Duke right off the bat. Down 10-0, down 17-7. Does that help them against Wake Forest? I don't know. I mean, they beat Duke by goofing around. That can be dangerous. Again, it goes back to these injuries. There's there's no nice way to say this. The number one factor for football games by a landslide is who's healthy. Period. That's why, although they lie about it constantly, the NFL is bitching and moaning about any player or coach in the NFL that doesn't fully report and on time who's injured because, you know, they've got backdoor deals with all the Vegas bookies and all that stuff. College coaches don't have to do that. That's why I'm a little iffy about their info, but it's still true about the injuries in general, whether they're public or not. You need your starters to take fewer reps this time of year and play them more against the big opponents. Coaches aren't going to say it that way, but off the record stuff, believe me, that's a discussion point. So if you get out early to against Wake, and again, I don't care if Mitch Griffiths plays or not. He's just an okay quarterback at best, and I'm being nice. Florida State needs to be up 17 to 3 in the middle of the second quarter. Jordan Travis is good to go. Keon's good to go. Jaheim Bell sure looks good to me. They've used eight offensive linemen. The defense has been playing good in big moments. No excuses. I don't want to hear it. From the get-go, lay the hammer down. Period. Now. Are they going to be mentally ready to do that? We'll find out. I've talked about that enough. Here's the only concern I have. They just got done stealing a win at Pittsburgh or at home, whichever one. I don't care where it was. They have nothing to lose, though, against Florida State. They're going to listen to podcasts like this one, watch ESPN, ABC, whatever it is. Everybody thinks we're going to lose and get smoked. And that's pretty much true. Outside of some parents for Wake Forest, who really thinks they're going to beat Florida State. I'm guessing nobody that really watches this podcast unless it's a Wake Forest fan. Why would you? I haven't even looked at the line because it doesn't even matter. I'm sure it's high. The only other thing that they have going for them beyond the surprise, like Florida State being flat, it's a noon start. I want to throw that in there real quick. Lazy, sleepy, road game, 
team we should smoke, and they should. I don't care if it's played at the president of Wake Forest backyard. Forest State should win this game going away. These are all recipes for a ugly, grinded-out win where Florida State has to use a gazillion times more effort than they should. That drives me bananas, and I guarantee you it drives coaches bananas because I hear about this stuff. Don't allow that. You're 7-0, you're a top-five team. No excuse for that either. <clears throat> Excuse me. If Florida State can get up early, though, as I mentioned in the first segment, the running back depth should be able to beat on them. And there's just no way in the world. Like in hats off to Duke. They did a pretty good job against Keon. They they focused on him. He only got a few catches and that left everybody else open. They're not going to be able to do that against Wake either. Even if Florida State's 75% mental focus, they're going to hit some big plays and beat this team. Just don't allow idiotic things to keep you down and kind of out of the mix for what you need to be doing long term. Again, if you get these younger guys in now and some of the backups, it's going to help you because, again, we got Pitt, Miami the next two games. Pitt's a pain in the butt to play because their defense is very unique. And then Miami's a rivalry game, and Ward only knows what they're going to do. Their, their season's been very unusual. Before we get into segment three, talking about the ACC standings, speaking of topsy-turvy, I'm still struggling with that at best. Please note that Locked On College Football Live of all weeks, this is as good a one to check out this show, 11 a.m. on Friday. If you want to get some information about this game coming up or any other, it's going to be about an hour, hour and a half for the show. They're going to talk about all the big games. And we're on that cusp, as I've mentioned many times, for the college football playoffs. You need to be ready for it. It's not as they say, a very easy thing to do. But you're going to be shocked when somebody's going to get in a bad spot with the college football playoff rankings. It's going to happen. Don't let it be Florida State. They're going to be talking about the teams that can go up, that can go down, the upsets, coaching rumors. There's a couple guys, in particular one in Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's probably about to get fired. A lot of stuff to discuss. So kind of keep that on your radar. Uh, last note here for segment number two. My pick for Florida State, I'll, I'll make it later this week. But if they don't end up winning this game by 20 or more points, that's shame on Florida State. Just, just making that statement now, because I really don't think under any circumstance Florida State should lose that game and or not win that game by at least 20 points. I just really don't. All right. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned fantasy sports platform in America. I like the part that it's independently owned and it's pretty easy to use with the app uh, from being on it. My biggest thing is I'm impatient. I don't like bumbling through apps that are clumsy or awkward. You will be able to find your way through. Even if you're a novice on using different apps on your phone, this will not be hard. You're betting against yourself. Here's the player. Here's the stat line where it's projected at over or under. Simple. Again, very quick, very convenient, easy for you. You can make money on doing different kinds of bets, whether it's a player, a team, all kinds of basic stats. It's not that hard. And you're not going against sharps either. You're betting against yourself. Don't forget about that. You got a chance if you bet on several and hit them all, you can win up to 25 times your money doing this as well. It's a different kind of way to do daily fantasy sports. And it's something that's very easy to learn 
on this app. So with prize picks, go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match of $100. That's go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. All right. Third segment. How crazy is the ACC? You got the Knowles undefeated. They're at the top. Okay. They're five and up. But then you have UNC and Louisville, who both have looked great in games and then horrendous in their one loss. I mean, I'm still blown away that UNC, 24-point favorite at home. What would Florida State fans say if they lost a game that they were a 10-point favorite at home? Now, add an extra two touchdowns and two extra points for the record. That's what just happened to UNC. But they're still technically, in my opinion, the most likely team to meet Florida State in the ACC title game. How crazy is that? Also, Louisville, I do not trust their quarterback at all. They've got a game late in the year at Miami. But overall, they have the easiest schedule of the teams towards the top of of the league. We'll see what happens there. Duke, I don't trust the situation just because, like I said last week, as the Knowles prepared for them, Duke is relying on Riley Leonard to get healthy, and he's got a high ankle sprain. I think it was based on seeing him and seeing the highlights again, probably a mistake for Riley Leonard to play against the Seminoles. I think that might cost him. I think they're going to lose at least one, if not two more games minimum, just my opinion, but the backup quarterback is nowhere near ready, and that's just where they are. They're in a very difficult spot. So good luck to them. But while it's a very good defense, that offense is just its just not up to par when he's not in the lineup. As far as teams on the rise, different things, anybody that plays Boston College, Thomas Castellanos, who Florida State fans should know about, is an electric player. I'd warned people about him before the Knowles played him earlier this year. He's starting to figure it out. They could cause havoc. I don't think they're going to make the ACC title game, but they could be the spoiler. Georgia Tech's kind of weird. They're, they obviously won the crazy game at Miami a few weeks ago. I don't think they're going to make the ACC title game, but at the same time, similar to BC, who they just lost to, they might beat somebody else down the stretch and knock them out. Don't disregard it. Clemson I've given up on. If a decent team gets beat by Clemson, that's on them because Clemson shoots themselves in the foot more than any other team in college football this year that has upper echelon talent, period. Even more than LSU, even more than Alabama, et cetera. They find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. It, it's unbelievable. Their goal on offense is atrocious. Amazing because they just they hired the guy from TCU that helped them get to the title game last year. So who knew? NC State, don't trust the offense. They're done. Virginia. They just won at North Carolina. Are they capable of surprising somebody down the stretch? Maybe. They play Miami this week. Miami takes them lightly. Maybe Miami gets beat. At the same time, I wouldn't want to touch that game because that is that is two teams that are kind of weird. The bottom of the league is Wake Forest, Pitt, and Syracuse. Any of those teams can play good in the game, but like Syracuse got too many injuries. Wake's about to get hammered by Florida State and Pittsburgh. They're the only one out of that group I have any validity with because they did beat Louisville and they hammered them, but they still gave up 28 first downs. So we'll see. Overall, though, the ACC is just 
bananas. Every week there's a cross of a big line that's 10 points or something like that that somebody's favorite and loses. And then even outside the conference, Louisville hammered Notre Dame. Then they turn around and got destroyed by Pittsburgh. You cannot take these games lightly. Kind of goes back into my segment two point about Florida State. They got to come out in these games from now on. I don't care who they're playing. Even the North Alabama game that's the week before they play the Gators. You have to play them like they're the San Francisco 49ers. Get your business handled. Get your starters out. Play your backups so they gain valuable experience. Limit injuries. That's it. I'm not saying I've got the recipe to make that happen. If I did, I'd bottle it and sell it, and I'd be living on the beach earning 20%. But that's what Florida State needs to try to do this week. Whatever they did before Syracuse is what I would try to do because they were locked in. Ask Syracuse, what was it, 22 to nothing? If I remember correctly, after a quarter, I mean, they just got bludgeoned. Florida State needs that mentality this week, and especially next at Pittsburgh. Weird things can happen up there, especially later in the year. It could be raining sideways. It could be really cold. Who knows? Pennsylvania in the mountains, that time of year, that, that's a rough spot. So we'll see how that goes for Florida State. But uh, we got to get through the Wake Forest game first. So we'll talk again more about the game this coming weekend and kind of the big picture tomorrow and throughout the week. And we've got some more recruiting news to discuss, some different things coming up that I think are very important here at the Locked On Network, et cetera, that I'm going to discuss. But uh, everybody have a great day, and thank you once again. Please hit that like button, the notification bell, like us all across the board, Facebook, et cetera. I will talk to you soon.